You're listening to a Sun Life podcast. We pray that you be blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more information, visit sunlife.org.au. Enjoy the sermon. You know, for those who uh, know, back in the day when I used to be a high school teacher, uh, we would always have um, a file with worksheets, as, uh, word sleuth and little puzzles for those smart students who would finish well in advance. You know what I'm talking, right? It's one where you had to solve the code and then if you solve the code, you can figure out the puzzle and you have that amazing aha moment. Yes, I figured out. I've got some pictures on, on the screen here of the, the, the puzzles that I wish to give to students and I, I say that is because uh, a lot of Christians today, sadly, still think that the, the Bible, this Bible here, is a code book. Uh, they think that, well, there are all these mysteries in the Bible, and our job is to figure out the code so that we can figure out the true meaning of Scripture. I remember in my third year pastoring Sun Life Church, back when we were at the Loftus Rec Center, uh, there was a visiting couple. They came once and never returned. After one of my messages, they, they, they came up to me and they said to me, uh, I just want to correct you with uh, a few things you, you said in your message. And I was like, okay, sure, I would like to hear uh, some feedback. And they said to me that I got it all wrong. I, I interpreted the Bible wrong and I need to understand numbers and names of, of people and places in the Bible, and then when you figure out the names and the numbers, there's a code so that you can understand the Bible. And it seems like they had this special code, right, that no one's had, and they're about to show me how to really interpret the Bible. You know, what I want to teach this morning as we start this new series, uh, Holy Spirit, my blank, and I kick off the series as Holy Spirit, my illuminator, the doctrine of illumination. Now, for some of us, we might not even know that there is such thing as this doctrine of illumination. And so what I want to do is I want to teach you that well, so you understand how the Holy Spirit illuminates us as we study His Word, and that the Bible, right, the Bible itself is not a code book, it's not a uh, book of mystery, but rather it's complete and it's perfect and it's plain and that everyone can open up Scripture and read Scripture and have God speak to us. Now, so my teaching this morning will be slightly different to the usual exposition, but I want, I want to do some theology and then some practical ways of teaching. So how am I going to do that? I'm going to divide the message to three parts. The not of illumination, what it isn't, so we have a good theology, what it is not, and the what of illumination, what it is, and then why this is important for us as followers of Jesus Christ today. And that's where we're going this morning. So I'm going to pray and ask God to help us. God, I, I pray now that you would help me to expound your word well, uh, help me to teach this, this doctrine well, and that we'll all be encouraged to know that you help us to read your word so that we can be better followers of Jesus Christ. Would you help me? In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, let me tell you what it is not. And if you're taking notes, this is a good time to get out the church app because it's there to help you. Number one, it is not revelation. It is not revelation. You know, theologically, revelation means God has revealed something which was once hidden. 
There are two types of revelation. There's natural revelation and special revelation. A natural revelation is when you might look at nature and God reveals himself through nature, through creation. Special is usually during visions and dreams. There are people, I've heard stories of people who would have a dream of Jesus and God would reveal himself through these amazing dreams. Illumination is not revelation. When it comes to the Bible and we read the Bible, there is nothing hidden in Scripture. This is not a book that is full of hidden mystery. It is complete. It perfectly reviews God for who He is. So when you read this book here, you and I need to understand that God completely reveals Himself in Scripture. There is no coding. There's nothing to decipher God's nature in Scripture. Everything from beginning to end is a perfect and complete revelation of God Himself. For example, 2 Timothy 3.16. We know, the Bible is very clear, that all Scripture, everything written, is breathed out of God. Paul would say, it is God-breathed and it's useful for us to what? To be rebuked, to be taught, corrected, training, to live. It's all here. So the next time you hear me or a preacher or on YouTube says this, Oh, I was reading the Bible and I had this moment with the Holy Spirit and God revealed this to me and I want to get with you. That person do not understand illumination and revelation. Be mindful when someone says, I've got something that God has revealed to me to show to you as if God has revealed that to them and not to everyone else. That is wrong. Be careful of that. Because what God has revealed to you, I'm pretty sure that He would have revealed to many people in the century past. And there's nothing special about you. And this is not a code book. There's nothing mysterious about this. Illumination is not revelation. So keep that in mind. That's the first thing we need to understand. Number two, illumination is not for elite Christians. There's this thinking that God only illuminates himself if you are an elite pastor or priest or someone with spiritual gifting and only God will do that for you. And the ordinary Christians, the majority of us, it doesn't happen. That is so far from the truth. There was a period in time when the Bible was only in the excess of these priests and pastors. Five, six hundred years ago. Normal Christians, we could not pick up the Bible. To, to read the Bible, we had to go through a priest or a pastor. Thank God for the reformers. Zwingli, Luther, Kelvin. They made sure that every Christian can get hold of this. And from that point onwards, we read the Word of God. And we didn't have to go to a pastor or a priest to hear the Word of God, that every Christian can read and illumination is for everyone. So when I stand here on a Sunday and I preach to you and I come up with my three points or whatever it is, it's not because God has illuminated something for me and He doesn't do it for you, therefore you only have to hear from me. No, it's so far from the truth that you too can hear from God, that you too can come up with your three points or five points. Like you have to put the work into it, amen? You have to study it well. And if you do that, I guarantee you, God will speak to you. Don't feel, church, that you have to come here on a Sunday to hear someone preach because God has only illuminated the elite. 
But no, God's illumination is for everyone. That you can hear from God, that you can see God in Scripture if you're willing to take time to open up the Word of God. You got that? And number three, illumination does not give you the license to be lazy. Okay? You cannot be lazy. You cannot say, well, if God's going to illuminate, then I won't do anything and I'll just receive and that's it. Many years ago, I was at a conference and I was in a green room with some pastors. And one pastor asked me, hey, say, Bin, uh, how did you come up with the message for the weekend? And I was like, well, I study and I spend around 20 hours from the very moment to the time I get on stage. It's around 20 hours. I study and I read. I look at commentaries and I seek God in prayer. I try to find out the meaning of the context the there and then, and then I bring it to the here and now. I try to look at the language, the context, who wrote it, who received it, why was it written, etc., etc. And I said to this pastor, once I've done that, I would write it all down. It's all scripted. All my messages are scripted. And then I internalize it so I know what I'm talking about. And then I deliver it. And you know what he said to me? He said to me, it's too long, too much work. I kid you not. And then he grabbed the napkin and he said to me, you see, I write my message on a napkin. I said, okay. And I get the message, usually the second or third song of the worship set before I hop on stage. Wow. Wow. And at that point in time, there was two sides of this conversation. Uh, the, the, the godly side of me was like, wow, you're so blessed. How great is that? That God will give you this amazing you know, illumination, revelation in your heart during the second or third song. That was the, the godly, you know, holy Saint Bin side. And the fleshy, sinful side was that, you lazy man. People are coming to hear the word of God and you're going to write it on a napkin. And obviously I did not verbalize that. It was just a conversation in my mind. You know what? Timothy 2, 2 and 15 says this. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman. Work hard, right? Who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth. Work hard. Handle it well. There must be a discipline to apply the right set of rules and tools to understand the word of God. Because every word in the Bible, there's meaning to it. You can't just read it and go, well, God is going to, Give me that illumination, revelation, and that's it. It's not an excuse for us to be lazy and say, well, I'm not going to spend time in the Word of God and I'll just quickly flick through a few pages and voila, that's it. Illumination does not give us the excuse to be lazy. You got that? Now, so what is it? This is the what of illumination. Here's a definition. It is the work of the Holy Spirit, allowing the believers, that's Christians, you and I, to understand and appreciate the biblical truth in Scripture leading to greater obedience. Let me unpack that. Three things. Listen carefully. Number one, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not your work. It's not my work. It's not our wisdom. It's not our intellect. It's God's work in helping us. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, 
and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. We can only understand and appreciate the truth of the Bible through the work of the Holy Spirit in illuminating us. The psalmist says this in Psalms 119, Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. You see what the psalmist is saying? God, would you help me see the wonderful things in Scripture? I can't do this by myself. I need you to help me. Holy Spirit, will you help me see the wonderful truth that the truth in the Bible becomes my truth? Will you help me? It is very important to understand that illumination would never happen without the Word of God. Okay, If you are not in the Word of God, illumination does not take place. It goes hand in hand with the Word of God. When you're in the Word of God, Spirit illumination takes place. When you close this, it's not illumination. It might be revelation, it might be something else, but it's not illumination. But when you open up the Word of God, illumination takes place. The Holy Spirit works with the Word, through the Word, and never without the Word. Do you understand that? So if you want to see illumination, you've got to be in the Word of God and trust that God Himself will illuminate us as we study His Bible. Number two, Illumination is actually upon the reading person, not the text. Let me say that again. When we begin to study the Word of God, God is not illuminating the text as if it's dark and mysterious. No, God is actually illuminating us to help us to understand what's going on. Okay? And here's the reason why. Listen carefully. Without the work of God illuminating us, we will never understand this fully and we will never appreciate this entirely. Here's the reason why. Because we're so sinful. We're so broken people. There's so much obstacle and abstraction in our lives that we will never fully read this unless God does the work in illuminating us to help us understand His Word. I love this quote from Brad Klassen. He says this, I read, When the Spirit illuminates, He is not shining a light on a dark and mysterious text. No, no. Instead, he is shining a light on the believing reader, removing the cataracts from his spiritual eyes. And I love that because I know that God is actually illuminating me to help me see through my sinfulness, my brokenness, as Brad would say, the cataracts in my spiritual eyes because that's stopping me from seeing the reality of God's truth. So as He begins to illuminate me, I get to appreciate His Word. Thirdly, spiritual illumination is transformative. It has to transform us. The biblical truth here must become our truth and it must transform us. If it doesn't transform us, it's not illumination. Back in the 80s and 90s, if you remember back that far, um, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt if you were sitting at the back of the car. Was that right? I remember. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure growing up, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt sitting at the back of the car. And they, they, they did some research, and they found out that, in fact, if there's an incident, the seats in front are not great cushion. You know? And so I think they changed the law that now when you're in a vehicle, you've got to buckle up front or back. Well, I remember I would never buckle up at the back until one day one of my good friends was in a car accident 
and he broke his collarbone and he showed me his injury. And it was at that point when the reality of research became my reality that I realized that, ah, yeah, if I didn't buckle up, that could happen to me. So that helped me change. And from now on, if you ever see me in a car, I'm buckling up, right? Because that became my reality. It transformed me. And that's the same thing with illumination. When God begins to illuminate His truth and becomes our truth, it transforms us. If it hasn't transformed us yet, it's not illumination. When God's reality becomes my reality and I know what's good and what's bad and it helps me change to be more like Jesus Christ, that's illumination. I quote Gary Nebuchadnezzar. He says this, The means whereby God accomplishes our transformation is through the gaze that the believer brings to bear on the witness of the Word of God. This transformation is attainable only through the Spirit working in conjunction with our reflection upon the Scriptures. The Spirit's role or goal is to allow the reader to understand the text in such a way that the text transforms the reader into the image of Christ. And you see that. So when God says in His Word, you're loved, then you live, transform, knowing that you're loved. If you have no one to love you, it's okay. You're loved by God. When the Word of God says that you are forgiven, then you don't let that past sin affect you. And know that you're forgiven. Live differently as a forgiven child of God. When God says that you belong to Him, that He's Father, and that you're a child of the Most High, live as a child of God. Don't live under the, the slavery of this world. Live knowing that you belong to God. When God says that you are freed, you are redeemed, know that you're free. Don't live as if you're still tied to the slavery of sin or Satan. Live free. When God says that you are complete, know that you're complete in Him. That you don't need anything more than all you have in Jesus Christ. And when God says that you have been saved by grace, don't take that grace for granted. It is a costly grace that cost His Son Live life worthy of the gospel because the truth of Scripture should be our truth and it leads to transformation. And that's what the nation is. But the big question now is why? Why is this important? Well, let me tell you why it's important. Because I believe that being a Christian gets harder and harder as the years go by. You and I can agree that it's a lot more difficult as the years go on, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We live in a world where there's so much deception, so much lies. It's out there. Ever since that fall when Adam and Eve took that apple or that fruit, the world is now declining. It's decaying. It's broken. It's getting worse and worse. It's not improving. There's so much deception out there. And the Bible is very clear that Satan is the father of all lies. Is that right? He's been lying from the very beginning of time. In him there is no truth. He's known as the deceiver, the accuser. Paul tells us that he's the prince of the air. Peter tells us he's like a lion roaring, waiting to devour on someone. He is full of lies and in him there is no truth. There are a lot of lies that we hear today. You know the lie, it's okay to sleep around before you get married because everyone's doing it. That's a lie. 
You know, the lie that, you know, it's okay to, to tell a white lie because it doesn't really matter. It's okay because everyone else is telling white lies. Lies that you should follow your sexuality because your feeling is more important. What you feel, just go with it. The lies that you can become a Christian on Sunday, but all the other days of the week, it doesn't really matter what you do. They're all lies, and, and we need to understand that today we're hearing, we're hearing so much from this world. Social media, the news, the, the YouTube clips that we're watching. You know, I'm very concerned of what my children are watching, what they're hearing in school. The lies and deceptions are all out there, and we need the truth of God. We need the Word of God to know the truth of God, the truth of salvation, the truth of humanity, the truth of sexuality, the truth of salvation and heaven and hell, the truth of joy, the truth of eternal life. We need to know the truth. And the truth comes from a God of truth. And that's revealed in Scripture. And that's why we need illumination. Because God help us to see His truth and may His truth become our truth. Psalms 86 says this, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may know your truth. God's truth. Psalms 119. But you are near, O Lord, and your commandments are true. Can you see that? God the Father is truth. And the truth of the Father is also in God the Son. Because Jesus once said in John 14 that I am the way and the truth and the life. Can you see that? And He gave us His Spirit, who we know is the Spirit of truth. John 16, 13. And when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide us into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will declare to you the things that are to come. What do you see in Scripture is that God the Father is a God of truth, right? And the truth of God the Father is in the Son. And God the Son is a God of truth. And the Spirit of the Son, the Holy Spirit, is a Spirit of truth. And the truth here is found in Scripture. So if we live in a world where there's so much deception and so much lies, we need truth. And Jesus once said this in John 8, and if you abide in my word, in other words, if you study my word, if you meditate my word, if you're in my word, you're truly my disciple. And you will know what? The truth. And the truth will do what? Set you free. Why? Because this world we live in is full of deception. You don't need to hear it from me. You probably know it. The amount of information that's coming into us every day. How do you know whether that's a lie? How do you know whether that's God's truth? Well, you need the God of truth, the Son of truth, and the Spirit of truth. And He reveals Himself in Scripture, the Word of truth. And that's why illumination is so important. And I love the fact that how God would leave us His Word. But what breaks my heart is that many Christians do not open up His Word. Many Christians think that illumination is still for the elite. Many Christians just want to quickly read the Word of God and hope that God will just speak to them. And they're lazy. But I want you to know that God illuminates us as we read His words, but we have to put in the time to study, to meditate, to read. And as we begin to study this and read this, His truth becomes our truth and it transforms us and we find ourselves being better followers of Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad 
that God would allow us to grow in Him through His Word. So Sun Life Church, this is my challenge to you. Let's not be a church that waits for Sunday to hear the Word preach. Let's not wait for the so-called professional Christians to do all the work in expanding the Word of God. But know that the Spirit that is in you is the Spirit in me, in every one of us, the Spirit who illuminates us as we study His Word of Truth. So my challenge for us as a church community is to be in the Word of God, to read slowly, meditate in the Word of God, and let God's truth become our truth, which leads to transformation. And that's the meaning of illumination. I want us to be a church that allows God's Spirit to illuminate us as we study His Word, and His truth becomes our truth, and the truth of God transforms us. And we find ourselves being better followers of Jesus Christ. That's my us as a church. Sun Life Church, go and do that this week. Don't wait for next week to come back here to hear the Word of God. You can do it yourself. You can come up with those three points, those four points. You can take that into your small group. You can take that to your family. Be in the Word of God. And I guarantee you, the more you are in the Word of God, the more transformation takes place. You know why? Because the more illumination has taken place. Amen. So that's what it means to be one illuminated by God's Spirit. The doctrine of illumination is when the Holy Spirit helps us to understand and appreciate the biblical truth in God's Word, which leads to transformation. May God transform you and me as we study His Word more and more each day. Amen. Let me pray for you.